This is Before the Light Goes Out with Catherine Williams. I'd like to welcome today to the podcast Chris Difford. He's the co-founder and songwriter of the band Squeeze. He's a Grammy-nominated, double-Ivan Novello award-winning lyricist. He's been turning the mundane into beautiful for over 40 years. He's written an autobiography called Some Fantastic Place. He hosts amazing writing retreats and is supportive to so many people in the music world. He over lockdown had an album called Song Club which was inspired by the photographs of Hannah Grace Della and on top of all of that if he wasn't so busy touring the world with his band and his solo career he's also got an amazing podcast out called I Never Thought It Would Happen so welcome Chris. Hey Catherine. How was that for an intro what do you think? I'm semi-erect. Well, that's my job done. (laughs) (laughs) Let's forget the questions and I'll get a train. My first question is, how did you sleep last night? Well, that's a very good question. Last night, I've had two nights of very vivid dreams and I never, ever dream, so I'm confused. And I didn't sleep very well last night, but I had a very vivid dream about meeting Taylor Swift and um, we got on extraordinarily well. Um, we were co-writing in a studio and she's got these kind of very slitty eyes that she looks at you with this beautiful smile and it made the co-writing very simple and easy. Um, but I don't know the outcome because I woke up. Why don't you just call her? Well, I'm going to give that a go. And where are you sleeping tonight? In the same place I slept last night, in my bed here at home in the country. And it's, it's, I always complain that it's, it's a small, you know, when you go to hotels, sometimes you get those massive beds and you can just sort of, you can almost live in it. But at home, we've got a tiny little bed and it's kind of like a cot in a way. It's, it's okay. So you haven't been at home, sleeping at home for a, a long time, though. You've been on a very big tour, haven't you? Last year played um, yeah over seventy shows, so I was away in hotels most most of that time. Um, because by the time you've driven home from a show, you're worthless anyway, and then you know the dogs get you up and you're kind of grumpy, and you might as well just stay in a ho- hotel and make the most of it. But I think bed is really important, and um, I've got used over the years to enjoying. Even premier in beds. God, that's for me. That's the sort of pinnacle, you know. That's if I've got a good fee. Normally, it's travel lodge or lower. Yeah, I'm aiming towards premier in. I remember the um, the Warner days when I was on a major label and used to get all the lovely Malmaison rooms and yeah, they're rubbish. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with 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 a biscuit. You know, mm. there's no biscuits anymore. No. <laughs> so, where's the strangest place you've slept? The strangest place I've slept is in a flight case and that was backstage at a festival and I was comatosed mainly from drinking too much and had a very bad hangover and we were about to go on stage in the next couple of hours and I couldn't face sitting in the dressing room with the band so I found a flight case that was open and I jumped in it and 
fell asleep. <laughs> well, that sort of answers my next question, which is, can you sleep anywhere? I can. I've trained myself to sleep on dressing room chairs because you know most of the solo shows that I do are in small venues and their dressing rooms are the last thing anybody ever thinks about. So you're normally in a really boring room with no pictures on the wall and with like two chairs possibly and no sofa and a kettle and and I've just learned to to be able to sit anywhere and sleep and I remember my dad saying that during the war he always slept with one eye open because he just felt trapped and he had to and I I kind of understand that now yeah dressing rooms when when they're only strip lights and you can either have like absolute really bright light or yeah. just sort of complete darkness yeah yeah i started carrying around a little light with me for those rooms that's good just yeah, to, like that. yeah little <laughs> little lamp i'll send you one do you prefer sleeping alone or with someone um i like sleeping alone but i also like sleeping together with my wife it's we've been married 10 years and we've been you know this there's, there's there's absolute joy in sort of waking up cold in the middle of the night and finding you can just lean over and, and cuddle some heat. And that's that's a really nice thing. When I'm on the road, I like to be in my own space. I like to have my own bed to nestle in on because it's where you can dump all the information of the day. I don't feel like I can dump the information of the day in the matrimonial bed quite as well. Um, I think I like to be alone for that really yeah that sort of wind down mm. it takes me a long time after a show to sort of come down to sleep mm. and uh, if i'm on if i'm on my own I, I set some other pillows in the bed you know if i get to be in a premiere inn or something yeah. <laughs> i'll get some posh pillows and i put them and pretend that they're neil so that i can sort of lean over and feel like there's someone else there i do that too Which, how interesting yeah not, oh, do not, you? Yeah, I don't pretend not it's Neil. imagine it's Neil. No, <laughs> although I will in future. So my next question is kind of related to the pillows. It's spoon, cuddle or space? It can be all three. Um, I think space is important because, I think you all know this as a writer, you need, you need to be able to create a boundary around your imagination and the way that you work, but... It's important that you have that as a writer, but equally it takes to um, work a good relationship into spooning. So you have to have a bit of those, I think, a bit of both, a bit of yin and a bit of yang. And it's quite complicated for one's partner sometimes to understand what you need as a, as a, as a writer or as a creative, because... They don't. They think that you being creative is just you looking out the window, but in fact you're not. You're you're waiting for inspiration to come. It may look like you're looking out the window, but it's but you're not. You're waiting for the words to come. Yeah, I sometimes feel like a scent or a, or a feeling, and then I get the tingles. Mm. That moment's so precious, but yeah. uh, it is it is sort of waiting for the bus, isn't it? Sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Do you sleep through? Or do you wake up? Well, a man of a certain age um, has to get <laughs> up two or three times a night. And, you know, that's 
dependent on diet sometimes because if you've eaten late which you often do as a working musician songwriter you do have to get up a couple of times and that's very annoying for me uh, I find that I have to stagger around and and then I think oh, I'm never going to be able to get back to sleep and then you know you do you just you just do and do you just naturally do that or do you have like a plan because I often listen to sort of podcasts or an audio book and I can't really read in the middle of the night and music's too stimulating mm. um do you just settle with your thoughts or how yeah I have an ante room in my head and I go in there and it's kind of like a it's like the dressing room in a way it's a dressing room in my head before sleep and I go in there and sit on that uncomfortable chair and think about things that may be inspiring me or things that annoy me. And then gradually the door will open and I'll be on the stage of sleep. I love that. I just forget how, how much I love talking to you. Um, oh. Do you write or work better in the day or night? And has that changed over the years? Well, I like to be in my shed in the in the evening when it's dark and I feel like the world is winding down because then then there's a space to be creative. I think during the day sometimes there's too much going on and too much to take your mind away from the inspired. You know, the dog might need a walk or lunch is ready or whatever you know there's always something else going on and but at night i can come in here it's dark it's quiet once i get past the feeling of isolation it's great yeah so are you working on anything specific at the moment well for the whole of january this year i've been trying to find the songwriter but he hasn't appeared he's been hiding behind it one of the speakers in this room he's a bit shy but the last couple of days he's been coming out because he has to and that's that's his that's his job to come out and play so i'm making plans while sitting in this room trying to be creative as a lyricist and and just trying to be who i've always been i guess you were saying the songwriter do you compartmentalize the different sort of parts of you you because you, you have so many you've written an autobiography you do your podcast, you do your songwriting, you do so much for other songwriters and musicians in, you know, so far mm. as your retreats and all of that sort of stuff. So do you see yourself as these different roles? Yeah, I guess they're all different. They're all different hats to wear. And it's just finding finding the right space to put the right hat on, I suppose. And that, <laughs> and that, and that, and that, and that can be tricky depending on what day it is, I guess. You know, next week I've got a songwriting retreat down in Somerset and I know that when I'm down there I'm completely ensconced in mentoring and working with the young musicians that will be there. So that, And then when I go away on tour, then I'm completely immersed in being the guy who goes on stage, you know, and does what he does. Because it's like theatre, you know. Today, Matthew, I'm going to be that guy in Squeeze, you know. So I have to do that and I walk through the dry ice and... Here I am. So, you know, it's before it was all confused and it was all all over the place, but now it's 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 in its little compartments. When you get inspired, is it usually from just daydreaming or is it does it come 
Do you have to have a pen or paper by the side of your bed? Do you carry a pen and paper with you or No, I I, I like last night for instance I came up with a couple of song titles which is often the beginning of a a song and I always think okay I'm going to remember these and if I wake up in the morning and they're still there then they're worth working on so I, I don't write anything down by the side of the bed I always try and memorize it I think it's very healthy to do that and then the next day I'll come in here at some point and then they'll either pop in or they won't and then they become like the starting point for uh, songs just the images or someone will send me a title or an idea and then I'm off. So unbelievably we're close to the end of my time with you well hopefully not my time with you forever (laughs) but (laughs) fingers crossed. Can you remember a lullaby or song that sent you to sleep as a child? My mum would recite the Lord's Prayer and a, a, a lament called Little Lamb Who Made Me and I'm not sure where that came from but she would recite those to me if I remember rightly but she was, I don't remember any stories being told when I was a baby or a, or a young lad I don't remember any sort of songs being sung in the house but you know I suppose in those days you know we were living on a council estate we didn't have much money we weren't that bothered with or my parents weren't bothered with anything other than the daily grime of getting money and working and trying to make ends meet and stuff and the whole parenting thing because I was one of three boys I was the last boy in the house you know I I was left to my own devices so if if there was anything sung it was probably me mumbling to myself and your children now, do you think they could remember any songs that you would sing to them? Or can you remember anything that reminded you of those comforting times to put your children to bed? Well, Spot the Dog, we used to read that all the time. I used to love, Where's Spot? I used, <laughs> I used to love reading books to the girls. It was brilliant. And in the morning we would always sing, Breakfast is very good for you. If you eat it up, you will fill your tummy up. Breakfast is very good for you. It's a hit. (laughs) I love that. Well, I would just like to say thanks so much for taking the time to have a chat with me. I'm so honoured to have you on my podcast, Chris Difford. It's been lovely. Thank you. Oh, thanks. That's it. Thank you. Breakfast is very good for you. If you eat it up, you will fill your tummy up. Breakfast is very good for you.